welcome. This is Talking to the Internet. Today, it is my privilege to have Tiff Armin on the show. Tiff is a podcaster on the Real FM network with a podcast called Make Do and Top Four, actually two podcasts. She's a podcaster on the Incomparable network with Somehow I Manage. Uh, she's an artist and she does art through photography, comics, stained glass, and other things. Uh, Tiff, thanks for being on the show and I'm glad you're here. Appreciate it. Oh, I'm super excited to be here. Hey, what's up? Not too much. So we were we were just talking before we actually hit the official record button about how crazy life is right now uh, and about how we were hoping it was going to slow down, but it didn't slow down after the holidays. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time. You know, Tiff, this show is about you, right? It's about why you do the things you do, what you do, how you make the choices that you make. So you know, if, if you could go back, where did you first start putting things on the internet? How did you first start talking to the internet? Oh, like first, whoa, okay. I was yeah, going first, to like first. mention like, oh, how did I start podcasting? First nope. talking to the internet? First talking to the internet. And talking, Ugh. so talking is in quotes. It's like the most general form of talking. So most people, or at least a decent number of people are like, oh, I created, you know, I went into this chat forum. What was yours? What was your first talking to the internet? Okay. I mean, like friends, like aim, right? I mean, mm -hmm, dial mm -hmm. up, like all that. Internet, like strangers, Battle.net. I played uh. Battle.net. I played uh, StarCraft on Battle.net. Got my Lurker D. Um, I used Roger Wilco. That's kind of like the first, like, I'm talking to strangers and doing stuff with strangers on the internet. So yeah, that that was the gateway. After that, um, the Something Awful forums. I was a member on there okay. and after that, uh, Tumblr and then, you know, the rest of the internet kind of was birthed from there. So here we are. So were you, were you ICQ or were you straight to aim and only ever aim? Um, I was only ever aim. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I can it. remember, I can remember sharing our, the ICQ number and having to figure out how to give other people their ICQ numbers. So. Oh, see, I wasn't that, I, I was. Um, I was tethered to the computer that my parents had, you know, yeah. basically. So I wasn't uh, branching out very much beyond, you know, getting in a video game here and there in order to uh, interact with the Internet. So what we had was what I had. So what was the gaming... You know, you, you said that was the first time you talked to strangers, right? We know the news articles. We know... You know, we hear stories about what it's like to talk in the gaming circles at this point. I personally am not a huge gamer, so I've never been really part of those cultures. What was it like back then? Was it the same? Is it Was it different? Was it, you know, what were the nuances back then? Oh, back then it was so much more chill. Like it was, it was so much less scary <laughs> right <laughs> okay, now okay, i feel okay. like now i get pwned by like you know the 10 year olds out there and it's terrifying so i i avoid online gaming with strangers at all costs back then i was one of like you know the the younger crowd that was that was on there and so it was a lot um more anonymous because of the way just the technology works like you would just kind of like join on battle.net anyway you would just like join on games so like you would see a game style that you liked and you would just you know jump on in and you would play and if you were terrible your team lost and that was it and then <laughs> you would jump it. on another one like that was the consequences yeah some people would like make fun of you in like text chat uh i used roger wilco to talk to like friends of mine so i never 
directly spoke with strangers on Roger Wilco. We kind of had, you know, we had the headsets with the microphone and we'd be like, oh, get your lurker over here. You know, stupid stuff. But it was um, it was mostly just quick little text chats that would pop up on the screen for the majority of those games. So there wasn't enough time to be chatting and like really degrading anybody on there because yeah. you were busy playing the game you know you might type jerk like that's yeah, about as yeah. far as it would go yeah so Un- unreal tournament is the most gaming thing i've ever gotten into and it was in high school and i primarily did it because we would have land parties uh, at our high school and our teacher would break the network and he would be like, if you all can fix it, you can play unreal. You can, you know, put a network together. Well, we quickly got that out to where it was, you know, open to the internet and we were playing with everybody. But to your experience, I had the same thing where you were getting into the next game so fast, like you didn't have time to be like crazy rude. You just wanted to get into that next game and, and just play that, play the next game, whether you were good or bad, you know, you're trying to get into that next, um, I guess room is the best, the only word I have or, or, you know, instance. Yeah, exactly. All you cared about was bumping the people that were lagging the server. You're like, yes. Lag, yes. like and you just bump them and you, that would be it. And then you'd move on. And if you were the lagger, you'd get bumped. Like that was kind of the most aggressive thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. That's, <laughs> I didn't think we were, I didn't think we were going there. That's great. All right. So, so, all right. We're, we start out with, you know, you're gaming, you're talking to friends, you're doing that kind of stuff. I don't know a ton about your kind of art background, right? So I want to go there. Like, when did you say like, okay, I'm doing art. I like art. I'm, I'm into this. I want to start putting those type of things out there for other people to see. When did you start doing that? And how did you start doing that? The art stuff really happened a lot later. I mean, not the photography. That was a, a career move for okay. photography for a while. So that was just kind of like out there because that was the only way to get business. But being an art person and making stuff, I guess it was always there. And something that I explained on um, on Make Do and kind of the catalyst for that show is like there came a time in my early 30s where I was just tired of being afraid of being bad, mm-hmm. where it's just mm-hmm. like I always cataloged myself as someone else. I was not the art kid. Like I couldn't be the art kid because I wasn't just amazing at everything art like a lot of other people were like I couldn't draw I couldn't paint I wanted to and I did sometimes but it was always bad because I never practiced because I was too afraid to practice because I was too afraid to be bad so I never mentally called myself that type of like art person and I have always loved it right so it eventually came to the point where it's like wow I better um I don't know I better step up and do something about that now or it's really going to be too late. And honestly, the internet and Instagram and people talking about it, like the idea of practice and showing like, this is what I drew 10 years ago and this is what I'm drawing now. And it really was kind of an eye-opening experience of art and making stuff is a learned thing. Like it's it's forming the synaptic paths in your brain to like learn how to do something just like anything else, just like a physical activity would. And I'm like, all right, I'm old enough now. I'm more confident in myself that I don't care if I stink at this, right? Like I don't care if I'm making something ugly or bad or juvenile. I'm just going to practice. And like I did a couple of watercolor paintings and things and they were really terrible, but some of them were okay. Right. So like that encourages it uh, into to keep going. And I guess like it just kind of ballooned up from there. And now I'm like 
a much more art confident person and that like I can say like this is just part of who I am. I might not make the most amazing like sophisticated things. Um, I'm not going to be getting like a gallery show anytime soon. No one's going to be writing books about my art life, but I'm happy where I am and it's fun and sometimes people like it. And I think that that is uh, the, the best place that I could be. And and what what would your motivation be like? So so there's different reasons, right? I can see. Okay, I put out art because I make a thing and I want to sell it. I put out art because I'm just really passionate about it, and I want the I want to talk to the community, and this is a mechanism to stir conversation in the community. And there's a thousand other different reasons why you know you would you would throw it out there. But there's a big difference between like I do art and it goes on my walls and it stays in my house and everything's wonderful and happy. And then I go, I go do art and then I take a, I snap a picture of it and I put it on, on there. Like, what is the thing that gets you over that, that mental idea to say, I'm going to put this online? Like what, what drives you to do that? I guess putting things online now indicates it exists. And Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a strange place to be where like you kind of grew up sharing stuff online and if you don't put it online, does it exist? Right? Like that's kind of the the feeling of things. And if you are already kind of a slightly, you know, D-list public person when it comes to the internet, the idea of sharing like, hey, look, I was terrible at something and now I'm practicing at it and I'm getting better. That is an encouraging thing to a lot of other people because that's the reason I started because someone else had the courage to do that. And so I feel like I'm just like, I'm adding to that collective vocabulary of, hey, even if, you know, you're in your 40s and you kind of want to like learn how to draw a comic or you want to learn how to paint or, you know, learn a new craft or new skill, you can start that now. And in five years, you're going to be so much better for it at, at that thing. And so it's like talking to the internet through sharing art pieces is definitely a scary thing to do. It's like, it's very vulnerable and it's, it's a very revealing Mm. thing, but at the same time, like everyone's not seeing everything, right? Like they're not seeing all the things that I make. Like I don't put it all out there. There are still some like private stuff that it's just like, it's either not good enough or it's too much for me. It's not for the public that I don't show. So there is that balance. I mean, I put out stuff that I'm proud of because I want the praise, right? Like a lot of the reasons we do the things on the internet is to get feedback and yeah, recognition. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, and, and that's, I love, I love hearing people's stories about why, why they do the certain things they do. Like this show, I wanted to have conversations with the people that I was listening to all the time. And I was like, okay, I can't just call them up and be like, hey, can we just have a conversation? Like, just because that's weird, right? Like, that's creepy and it's weird. And I was like, okay, well, I have all this research experience and I kind of want to understand why they do it. And maybe they'll like do it if I, if I start a podcast and I, I share the podcast and we're actually talking about them and I'm getting to have the conversations. So it's like, I love hearing people's stories. So thank you. Thanks for, for sharing. Why That's kind it. of a really yeah. cool reason to start a podcast. Like, Hey, I wanted to like call this person on the phone and have like a chit chat, but that's weird. <laughs> so let's start a podcast, which is kind of the most roundabout way of talking to another person. <laughs> But it works, right? Yeah. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times, like, somebody would say something on a podcast and I'd be like, man, I would love to just, like, call them and tell them this thing and it would be awesome. And I can't do that because 
we, so I, I'll send him a tweet. And then I always felt like I always left that being like, well, that was good, but you know so i was like well maybe maybe the podcast thing will work out and actually you know it's fun it's it's a ton of fun i mean right now like i'm having a, a ton of fun and you and i just met each other what 16 minutes ago so that like we we didn't even meet each other we we just started talking to each other 16 minutes ago on you know not even seeing each other's faces so yeah it's, it's awesome that I, is the crazy thing about podcasts making with someone else they ask you on your show and then you're like oh hey what's up we're both podcasters let's do this thing mm -hmm. right like and it's not a wall that you're putting up it's more of like this immediate understanding and friendship and uh it's not like colleagues either because we just met but yeah it's it's a really cool dynamic that you don't really think about i don't even think it existed previously like being able to just chat with someone so easily and yeah it came to it came to mind for me that having a lot of friends who make podcasts that's another weird level of things like hearing all of your friends mm. always talk about their lives and the things that they do or something that they've <laughs> done with you and it's both a blessing and a curse in that like you feel connected to them like you've had a whole bunch of conversations with them even though you didn't but the curse is also you feel connected to them but you haven't had that conversation with them yeah. specifically or you get into this weird thing where it's like oh yeah i heard that on your podcast when they try and tell you a story just on their own, like from life, like you're hanging out and you don't want to interrupt them, even though you're like, wow, I already heard this. So I've actually come to not listening to my friend's podcast because I feel like, oh yeah, I can see that. I, I was getting into that, the listener trap of, I had that feeling of these are my friends and they, a lot of them actually were, but I was one-siding friendshipping it because I wasn't actually having that conversation with them and they weren't actually having it with me. So they didn't know I listened. It became like a complicated feel like mixed feelings about it, especially now that we're like all not seeing each other. It's, it's a very different feeling. And since I've stopped kind of listening to all that stuff, when I do get together with my friends, it's more of a in-person connection thing. And mm -hmm. that feels kind of nice. And, uh, uh, I, I also had another thought about that and it just totally escaped me. Uh, maybe I'll come back to it later. But but yeah, the whole idea of connecting with people through podcasts is like a totally real thing. And even if you already are friends with them, it, it brings a strange new level to like how you interact with them. It's it's very, very unique. Yeah. Like, I, I wanted to ask you when we first got on, I wanted to be like, you know, so your son, like how does the gaming, you know, how do you like encourage him to talk to, you know, other gamers if he's playing online and things like that. And I was like, you only know that her son games because you listen to other shows where they talk about setting up the technology to her other, for her son to game. It's like, don't do that. That's weird. Like, like <laughs> stop it. But it's, but it's not weird because it's almost like it's this expected level of understand, like, or, or knowledge yeah, about someone. Yeah. So like you bring up, be like, oh yeah, your son in gaming. I heard you talk about this. I'd be like, yeah, let's talk. Like, it also kind of gets rid of all of the the base level getting to know you stuff. And you're like, I already uh, know true. I kind of like you. So we can totally hang and chat like we've known each other for longer and have deeper conversations because of it. Yeah. It's it's it, it's very strange. It's the the weirdest friendship double edged or single edged sword. I don't even know how many edges this sword could possibly have because it it's very it's a very interesting new territory. Mm -hmm. It is. And I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged to see how it evolves. Right. I think, you know, I think zoom 
and our ubiquitous use of you know digital stuff nowadays has really helped push this forward too because it's not as abnormal for us to get on here and not turn the video on because we want the call to be you know a, a high connection or like a, a good connection and it's it's really just like talking on the phone we we're talking on the phone just through a different through a different mechanism so i'm not really sure where i was going with that <laughs> but let's let's get back let's get back into you making things and you putting them on the internet. Before you go there, I totally remembered what I had to say. Okay, awesome. We have a, a friend rule about like podcasts and other people who we know who make podcasts. Friends don't make friends listen to each other's podcasts. <laughs> yep, yep. It's a rule that like you do not assume someone heard your stuff on a podcast unless like you say like, oh, hey, I, I did hear that. That's where it kind of breaks down where if, if you assume someone else is listening to your podcast that feels like egotistical and rude, right? So like we don't make each other listen to our podcasts. You don't assume anyone listens to your podcast. You proceed with like the friendship talk as if they hadn't. And if they had, then you can be like, oh, hey, I heard that on that. And you'd be like, oh yeah, cool. And then it's it's good from there. So that's a, a good podcast friend rule to live by. Yeah, that is, that is very healthy. Yeah. I can see that being a very healthy rule. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into you actually talking okay. right with your voice to the internet. So what was the first one? What was the first podcast you you ever made? Um the first one we ever made, I say we because it was with my husband. Um which is strange cuz you know, when you are in a relationship, you end up becoming a collective we. But before that, I kind of half guested on his show at one point and got some really great feedback from the listeners. And he hosts a show called ATP, um, Accidental mm -hmm. Tech Podcast. And I was on it a few times here and there pre-2015. So it was a while ago. And I got some great feedback and people really liked me on the show. I don't know, maybe I, I broke up the trio of dudes a little bit and people found that <laughs> a little refreshing. And I don't know. People are just really nice. You know, you hear a lot of stories about people being super mean to women on the internet, especially. And I got a lot of very positive feedback. And so that kind of encouraged me to be like, all right, maybe I should do a little bit more of this talking on the internet thing. And I came up with the idea with my husband, we would take road trips places like people often do with their families. And we would talk in the car and we would just BS with each other about everything. Like we would pretend to be experts on any topic that like just happened to come up. And we were like, you know what, this could be a podcast. And we we worked it out. Um, and we, that's where top four came from. And we decided to like rank our top four favorite things and pretend to be experts and stuff that we hadn't knew nothing about. And it kind of started with stuff that, you know, we just liked video games, TV shows, and it kind of, it, it escalated into like the weirdest topics, milks, like uh, water, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. pop tarts, uh, a lot of food. We've gotten very sick, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, um, you know, misheard Eddie Vedder lyrics, like anything we could possibly think of. And so that was the first, uh, solid show that, that I was a part of and, and I helped create and it's still going now. So since 2015. So two behind the scenes things. Mm -hmm. One, do you have like a, a shared Apple note or something to where it's like you're you're walking down the street, you know, or you're taking the dog for a walk and it's like, oh, we need to top for this thing. And boom, you add it to the note. Like, how do you all communicate to know what you're going to talk about on the next episode? For a while, we didn't do anything like that. For years, we just would just 
wait for the next episode and be like, hey, do you want to do this? Yeah, that sounds good. And then um, that was it. I started making a note. Uh, I had a horrible like document, like really, it was messed up. Like I, <laughs> uh, the, it was all over the place. There was no indication of which ones we did and which ones we didn't do. It was an absolute organization disaster. Uh, now it is a nice, neat um, Apple note with like the check boxes next to it. And we add stuff to it. M- mostly I add stuff to it. Sorry, Marco. But I'm usually the one that are, I'm thinking of the topics. And a lot of times now, if we go to talk about the topic before we even start recording, uh, like with just the idea, if we start getting excited about it, we know that that's a good one. Um, a lot mm, of times okay. stuff makes the list that uh, we're not that excited about, but we're like, ah, put it on the list, even though it's just like, it could be filler, but sometimes you need episodes like that. But yeah, generally it's a, you know, a document, just like you said, with the check marks and we go through and each month we, we pick out our favorite one or we already have one kind of started. Some of them take a few months, especially when you are ordering mass amounts of food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so there's, I'm thinking about doing like a show with my wife, right? Mm-hmm. And she and I have talked about it like very, very infrequently because every time I bring it up, she's like, oh yeah, that's never going to happen, right? Like she's like, nope, I'm not going to do that. That's not me. That's not who I am. And I'm like, yeah, but you'd be so good. Like people would want to hear you. And she'd be like, nope, not going to happen. Never going to be me. What my question for you is, or what I'm interested in is, so there's there's you and your husband, mm-hmm. right? Like there's you and Marco not on a microphone. And then there's you and, and Marco on a microphone, Right, like how how different are those pairings, if that makes sense? It's honestly not that different. It's maybe a little bit more compressed for the microphone. It's mm-hmm. edited, right? So mm-hmm. our funny jokes can sound funnier if he like moves up his laugh or something. We're very similar in real life. Like when we get into something and like being silly, it is it's very similar. I I our relationship is definitely reflected in the show accurately. I think it is definitely a little bit more talk showy on the show because we're trying to entertain like a third yeah, person, yeah, yeah. you know, aka the audience. And that can get a little trapped sometimes or we fall short or we make unfunny jokes, you know, because like you're still performing, right? There's still a performance there. But when it comes to like when we make fun of each other or we think something's ridiculous or I'm absolutely outraged by his his picks on something that's totally genuine you know like maybe we'll do like a second take because uh something messed up or didn't fall right but generally yeah he makes terrible decisions (laughs) (laughs) and it's really funny to make fun of him and it's uh that's just kind of who we are we understand that it's not personal so it's like a funny thing between us and it's just like the way we are so yeah it's it's nice that doing a podcast with him doesn't feel like work. It feels like something fun to do. And I think the only time it feels like work is if we have to like trudge through a lot of like terrible movies or something. I mean, that's like the only real work involved there, but it's just fun. And that's why it's lasted for so long. And then you look back on that one and you go, man, that was poor planning. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have picked that topic. We should have picked a different topic, right? (laughs) Well, sometimes it's like we start off on one topic and we realize it's not working and it's the end of the month already. And we're like, oh no, we have a sponsor. We have to put out something. And then we're like, ah, flavors. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, Okay. So 
so I just want to make for the record, right? So I haven't had Marco on the show yet. I will have Marco on the show and I will give him a chance to defend himself. That's fair. Because he you just said he makes terrible choices, <laughs> which is a very big blanket okay. statement. Okay, but right? he, like that he is makes, a generalization that I don't know if I'm comfortable with. No, okay. He makes those choices in part to get me mad. Like he's mm-hmm. he's pushing those buttons on purpose, but I I'm attracted to that kind of banter. So like, I like being teased. So like it's that to me is some of the best parts of his humor is that he knows exactly what ridiculous thing to pick to push my buttons. Like it's, and that's what makes it so fun. And and that's what makes it funny to like do that show because yeah, he's yeah. so in time with my own personal sense of humor and, and it just works really well. Yeah, good. I guarantee that is a... <laughs> huge driver right in in why people love it because like even just hearing you talk about it and like thinking about you know katie and i and doing the exact same thing like i would do the exact same thing to her it's like oh i know <laughs> this comment is gonna drive her crazy and that's the only reason i'm making it like i don't believe it at all i'm just gonna make it just to mess with her <laughs> exactly so yes that's awesome all right perfect um okay so we got we got top four mm-hmm. all right so top four is happening and then is top four, I don't remember. Uh, top four is on relay, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I blanked for a second there. Okay. So top four is on relay. Did it start on relay or did it get assumed into relay? Gosh, I can't. I think it started. It may be maybe like one or two episodes in, if anything. I'm not sure. I can't remember, but I do remember, um, you know, we're uh, friends with everyone over there. So it just kind of, it was like, the network that we were the friends with when we started the show. And so it just felt Mm -hmm. like a a good fit to put it over there because it was um, convenient, you know, for ad reasons and all the other reasons that people join networks. Um, So, yeah, so we, we just went over there. So did make do come next or did somehow I manage come next? Gosh, make do and somehow I manage kind of started at the same time. It was one of these moments where all of a sudden I'm, I'm doing, you know, top four and I'm doing some like incomparable guest stuff here and there, you know, like a lot of guest appearances all over the place, like one off things. And then, boom, I'm getting all of these um, inquiries and and asks to like be on shows. And um, Julia Scott, she came, she approached me about doing Make Do. And at the time, Micah Sargent and I were, he brought up that he wanted to do an office rewatch show. And he's like, oh, I would love for you to be a guest on my show. And I'm like, that's awesome. I love The Office, like, so much. Um, And we even started talking. I'm like, ooh, you can call it Somehow I Manage. And he's like, I love that. And so he was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Like, a year goes by, and he doesn't do it. And so (laughs) I called him up and I was like, look, this has been on my mind. You talked about me being a guest on it, but I would love to co-host this with you. And like, actually, if you need like someone being more of a driving force to get started, because I don't know about you, but like, I have a thousand podcast ideas and I don't start any of them or I do. And it's like one episode or, Mm -hmm. or like it, it just doesn't take off right for whatever reason and no blame placed on anyone but so that's is that's how somehow i managed started and i approached micah at like this year interval like after he mentioned it because i was giving him time right i was like i'm not gonna like force my co-hostedness onto somebody you know uh-huh, uh-huh. too aggressively on their own idea but 
yeah, it and ended up working out great. And we hosted the show together for a few years before he got his uh, new job out in California and um, he couldn't he couldn't keep up anymore. So we switched over and I am now co-hosting with Stephen Hackett after a couple uh, brief celebrity <laughs> podcast celebrity uh, one time co-hosts here and there in the middle in between the transition. But um, yeah, at the exact same time that I approach Micah to like do this show, that's when Julia is like, hey, do a show with me. I'm like, oh, I just started a show. OK, let's do this. This is happening. Like all these shows are happening. So yeah. that's kind of where it went. And I'm just really thankful that all three of those shows are still going. So did you did you want to be a professional podcaster? Like, did you ever have it in your brain of like, oh, you know, I'm going to actually do this and I'm going to do three shows and I'm going to hold down three shows. And like that will be a non-trivial part of my week, you know, that I'm going to make or my month or whatever you know, the frequency that you do them on. Did you ever think that going into this? Uh, I mean, at that point, it was more of like, a, oh, I guess I'm a podcaster now. I mean, mm-hmm. when I was a little kid, I thought I was going to train dolphins and whales. Like, come on. <laughs> like, I was going to like work at SeaWorld. Like, you know, that was that was where I was going. Uh, after that, I thought I was going to be a science fiction writer. You know, like, who knows where thoughts come from? They just appear, right? Like, there's yeah, yeah. the idea of uh, being a podcaster for so long. It wasn't even a thing. I mean, that's something that we tell our son now, like when he talks about like things that he wants to do, it's like, you are probably going to be something that wasn't even conceived of as a job right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Like the idea that half of us where we're working now, especially through the internet, like no one knew that being a podcast editor was a job. Like, yeah, really? That's something you can make a, a, a great living at? Like that's that's just awesome. No one ever heard of that before. I mean, I'm thankful now that podcasts are more popular because it's easier to explain to old people. But I mean, before when it was like, what's a podcast? It's like talking. It's like it's like a radio show on the Internet. I remember when Ira, Ira Glass put out a like, do you remember Ira Glass's like, this is what a podcast is and like, this is how you download it and all that stuff? Yes, I do. Oh, it was, it was awesome. I was like, oh, Ira, good good for you. I was like, Someone's got to tell the amazing. people. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And I was like, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be you, Ira. Good, good job. Um, All right. I have to tangent us for a second. So are you a TV person? Like, are you a TV buff or are you just an office buff? Um, I'm an office buff because that was like my favorite rewatch show. Um, I wouldn't call myself like TV film buff. Like, I don't know actors names ever. I don't know who they were in stuff with. I don't know the dates of shows or or anything. I know a lot of references. uh, So I do like consuming pop culture but I wouldn't call okay. myself a buff. Okay, I, th- here's that question led to this question. Have you watched Station Eleven yet? No, I don't know what that is. Okay, okay. <laughs> Station Eleven is a show on HBO Max, and I'm not going to give anything away, but at the same time, it may be one of the best pieces of television that I've seen in three, four, five years, right? Like, it is not necessarily the most, like, feel-good, yay, like, I, I walk away happy, but... um man, is it well done and the acting is outstanding. And the reason I thought about this and the reason I even brought this up is because you had said about like having that desire to do the somehow I manage the office rewatch show. And it's like, I actually sent an email to Jason Snell and I was like, Jason, if you, if the incomparable is doing an, a, an episode on station 11, please, please, please let me be on that episode. I was like, I want to do this show so bad. Um, that's my version of that. So I completely understand where you're coming from, where you just got to scratch that itch. You have to, you have to, you know, I mean, with something like the incomparable, if you have an, 
a like a niche itch of uh, pop culture anything and you start a show on it and pitch it to Jason like he you know you have a pretty good chance because there's <laughs> like there's so much stuff that people love and even if it's like a small audience if you talk about it passionately it becomes magnetic like it just it just does and it's one of those things that like people get very into pop culture people get very into like the tv shows and the movies that define who they are even though it's not their stuff there there's this great song um written by gosh i can't think they have three letters in their darn it um i can't think of it right now but they they sing about how the office isn't just a show and the the lyrics of the song go on to discuss like you know when i was watching it like it was like their comfort show and they're like these major events in Mm -hmm. my life like this show watching this show got me through that and i think about that a lot because that really is how people see a lot of this stuff and it's the reason people Mm -hmm. start podcasts about it because it's something that you're impassioned and you're excited about. And if people in the your immediate vicinity don't get that and you can't talk to like your, your you know, your neighborhood friends about that, there's someone on the internet you can talk that you could yeah, you could talk yeah. about with. You know, like you can you can find someone out there who gets you. And that's what's like great about starting a podcast because you start it, you can talk out into the void for a while, and eventually like people are gonna search, you know, the show that you're into and it will be there and all of a sudden you have a few listeners and sometimes that's enough and it's exciting enough to just talk about it every week i mean i just i love talking to steven every week about like this episode of the office and like looking at it in a different way because now i'm watching it to discuss it as opposed to just like Mm -hmm. watching it just passively while i do anything else in my house like all the time but it's a different feeling and it's a pretty cool way to consume media and it's a pretty cool way to share media with your friends. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that made me think of so many things, right? I can remember, and I don't know why these are the two shows that popped into my head when you were describing that, but it's like, I remember in college watching 24 and watching lost and like, those were staples of our week, right? Like Mm -hmm. we were, you know, like that, it was like you looked forward to those nights, right? When when the clock would tick down on twenty four, right? Then like it's like, what's Jack Bauer going to do this week? You know, kind of deal. And but it wasn't about the show; it was about the group of people that got together, and then you know, like the the chaos that would ensue afterwards and all that stuff. So, and then the other thing I, th- I was thinking about is the fact that, I mean, podcasting is the natural extension of text based forums, right? Like so, back before it was easy to share a file and it was easy to record easier to record audio and get it up there and things like that. We did this through text-based forums. I went to the forum, I posted on, you know, the thing, maybe somebody would respond, maybe they wouldn't, maybe they would respond six months later, a year later, whatever it was. But like now this is the natural extension of that. And in my mind, it's so much more of a human extension, right? Because there's something about that audio and there's something about the conversation, whether it's a two-way conversation or it's somebody having that two-way conversation with the ethereal audience, right? Like the audience that's out there, it just feels so much more natural. Like, I think that's why I love it. That's why I fell into, fell into love with podcasts and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, especially when you are taking the form of podcast that isn't like a, a curated, um, you know, fiction or nonfiction based episode, right? Like mm-hmm. this is just like the two friends talking medium, you know, it's, it's so easy to just 
fall into uh hey let's talk about our favorite music for a while and yeah. again you you get listeners because if you're engaged with the topic then someone else is going to be engaged listening to you talk about the topic and i think yeah. that that's it's a really cool way that people are connecting now that just didn't exist before so which one of the shows that you do which one takes the most of your brain power which one is the most stressful which one like you can answer it however you want to answer it right you don't have to answer all these but it's like which one is the one that you think about the most you get the most excited about whatever you want to answer which show um okay so somehow i manage definitely takes up the most of my time because that one's weekly and I do all the editing. Uh, and the Uh, editing for that show includes dropping in a whole bunch of sound clips from the episode. (laughs) Okay. So it takes a long time for me to edit. Also, I'm a very distractible person. So editing, a you know, half hour show takes me like six hours because I get up, I look at stuff, I play with things on my desk. Like I have to go back and re-list like, I'm a total disaster. Like, I can't be focused. So uh, <laughs> so that show definitely takes up the majority of my time. We record on a Wednesday usually, and I edit and publish on a Thursday because that's when The Office was released on a Thursday. Top four sometimes takes the most planning because we have to order every flavor of Pop-Tart, and that takes a while to find and to have shipped to you. <laughs> Make Do is kind of the easiest show that I do because that is just kind of, uh, that's on Julia most of the time, well, all the time, really. I show up, I chat with her, and then I can be done. We have homework assignments here and there, but they're usually, I a lot of my art stuff, it's like I end up pushing myself and doing something outside of my comfort zone or a little bit weird. So I could be like, Oh, Hey, I could talk about this on the show, right? Like, um, I'm going to try selling at this, um, art fair so I could talk about it on the show. It's not like one-to-one ratio. I do it for the show, Mm -hmm. but I'm already Mm going to be doing this stuff. And it happens to be, I have a show that I can discuss it on. So that ends up being like a, a great symbiotic relationship where, even though I'm, I'm already doing all this art stuff, I have a place to talk about it that's that's pretty easy. And that's every other week. So it's also a, a nicer time frame. And top four is once a month. So I do have time to prepare, even though sometimes we forget, even though there's two of us living in the same house trying to do this one show. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why you forget. And you know that's true because it's like, oh, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, Marco's got, uh, no. Uh, yeah. And then next thing you know, it's like, it's tomorrow. Exactly. Oh, no. And then in between all that, I have a, you know, I do incomparable shows. Um, I'm, I do like TPK, like the real play um, D&D podcast, which I'm getting really into. And um, so, yeah, there's, there's always more stuff to record. I wish sometimes there's so much cool stuff that, that comes up and, I really want to like participate in it, but then all of a sudden, all of my time is dedicated to recording. And, you know, I have a spouse that I share a recording studio with, so I can't always be monopolizing the space to like record everything I I would ever want to record. So I I have Mm. to dial it back. Okay. Um, so you've, the, the cool thing about your experience is not only do you do different styles of shows, right, but you also do them on different schedules, mm-hmm. right? So your, your experience is varied, right? Some of the people that I've had on the show, they, they kind of do one style of show and they, you know, that's their, their bread and butter. If you had to give people advice and they're starting a show, multiple shows, whatever they're doing, what advice are you going to give them? I think the best, uh, and uh, the less friction you have to starting a show, the better. So like something like Make Do, where if something in your life is already 
giving you fodder for a show, then you should probably do it. If there's, if there is a show in mind that you have to start that you then have like this mountain of work to do in order to get out a first episode and to like even start doing it. If it's not a mountain of work that like you're kind of already doing or a little bit interested in, it's always going to be a barrier and it's always going to feel mm. like the biggest slog to like get an episode out. Like it, it will feel like work. If you can make it not feel like work, that's fantastic. Uh, although there's the other, you know, devil's advocate side of this where if you're already doing something and you're happy with it, adding a podcast on top of it doesn't make it better. Sometimes it makes it worse. So it's finding that sweet spot of I have enough things to inform a podcast, but yet adding a podcast onto this thing isn't going to make it horrible for me. So, I mean, a great example is The Office. I've rewatched that show a ton of times already. So I felt like rewatching it now to discuss it on a podcast isn't going to diminish the show. I've already mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. put in all my time. I know a lot of it, uh, like a lot about it already. I'm only going to have more fun researching it further. And I then then I'm, I'm ready to go, right? Like it's just a matter of, of recording the shows. At the same time, it's kind of now ruined the office for me. I sh- okay, I shouldn't say ruin, <laughs> but I no I get longer it I get watch it. that show as my comfort show, right? Like I've moved on to other comfort shows. I watch Friends or I watch Schitt's Creek or like, you know, like a rewatch show that I need to just put on the background. So the office is no longer that because I have to now like save each episode so I don't get confused and lost. Like I need to save this like for work, right? But that was already okay. Like I was already at that stage. So, and, and like the art stuff for, for make do, um, so with, with top four, uh, I already have like fun conversations with my husband and we do weird things. And now we just like kind of escalated that. Now we have like weird things to do for the podcast. So it's like, it's almost like dates. I don't know (laughs) if that makes sense. Like when we record a show or we like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Or like, yeah, like we're going to Starbucks to like try all the drinks. Like that's a date, right? Like. But it's a date that we're recording already and he gets into having all the gear. So it works out great. So anything that like you're doing that you have to force, like all my other podcast ideas, like, oh, I'm going to make one about like making mixtapes and I'm going to make one about um, uh, saying like dirty words and like researching all these like dirty words so I can curse a lot on the Internet. Like I don't already do that stuff. Like that was all extra. And so they never really happened. Right. Because it was it was a ton of work to get to that spot and and i was already so busy with everything else so yeah that's my advice i'd like to tell you that i'm glad i had you on the show but your advice right there is going to make me go think for like 4 days because i'm going to have to go through and look at all my list and be like does that idea make me do a bunch more work if not tiff says i should stop or if it does <laughs> tiff says i should stop that one okay 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 i'm serious that that's actually man that's awesome because i had never thought about that that like some of the ideas i want to do I mean, there's 20 hours of work a week that needs to go in before that can happen. And it's like, I don't have time for that. I have four kids. I don't have time for that <laughs> You right have four now. kids. So, That's right. It says it yeah. right there on the top. I'm a dad of four yeah. boys. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, I don't have time for that. So maybe that's why it's not that it wasn't a good idea. It's not that I'm a right. lazy, you know, piece of crud. It's more so that like, that's just not the right idea for right now. So that's good. Oh, thanks. Jeff. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Okay. Okay. So I didn't expect to get like personal help on this one. Um, all right. So what is your biggest highlight of talking to the internet? I think finding friends, 
a lot of these people who I consider colleagues now and friends, we met through conferences and things like other internet things. And it happened way before anyone was making podcasts together. Uh, It was kind of like maybe the early days of making podcasts together. But still, like that is a big part of my life that I think that that's like kind of the best thing because I wouldn't have known all of these people otherwise. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of... uh, I'm I'm kind of an introvert when it comes to real life making friends. Like I, I can I can be like extroverted in like bursts, but then I need to like go away for a while. And I think like interacting with friends on the internet and finding other people out there that get me and that I get them, that's the the biggest thing to come out of all of this because I would have never had that otherwise. Secondly, it, it's a blessing uh, from podcasting and talking to the internet of self-confidence. You know, like I mm-hmm, didn't mm-hmm. have that a lot or like at least I, I put off that I did, but I really didn't, you know, I was one of those people. Um, maybe I said probably still am. Yeah. But. Well, we all are some. <laughs> yeah, we all are. Exactly. Uh, we, you know, we're all self-conscious about something. But that was one of the things like when I first started, um, you know, guest appearing on like shows here and there, I got a lot of compliments on my voice and I was like, Oh, that's something like I can't control, but it's kind of cool that someone likes about me. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, okay, well I could use that because if someone's complimenting that and that's like, again, it's not something you can control. It's just there. And it's like, Oh, I have a good voice. I guess I should use it like, and talk to people. And, and that was a big confidence boost. And I don't think I would have ever pursued anything like that. If I, if I didn't have those, that compliment and, and that boost from from just this random audience people and nice. it's a cool thing to have that like i know that that's something i like about myself now and it's something like i'm able to again i don't want to say like monetize because you know money isn't everything for success but it is it, it, it's it's something that has brought me personal satisfaction in my life and yeah. i don't think i would have ever had that without podcasting and and adding value back to the world, right? Like so, because I, I mean, that's a big driver of it is, what can I do that adds value, right? Like, and and that makes people's day better, right? And the reciprocation of that is often there's some you know kickback, uh, some level, whether it's praise or whether it's you know um, actually subscribing or whatever it is, you know, like so that's awesome. Oh, that's great. Okay, all right. So we gotta go into the un- unlightning round. Here we go. The unlightning round is meant to be the lightning round. People are very very slow at these, so hopefully you are better than people. <laughs> Let's see how you do. It all just depends. What is your favorite thing to consume on the internet right now? Adventure Zone. Totally. Adventure Zone. Very nice. Very nicely done. I am absolutely obsessed. I will listen to it from the very beginning. It is fantastic. Um, I'm I'm super into it. It it took a little bit of like to get into it, but it was well worth it. Now I am all caught up and I wait for every single episode to come out. I can't wait. I'm like refreshing my feed. I'm like, maybe they'll send it out early. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my favorite thing. Super into it. Awesome. Awesome. Number two, who is an up and coming content creator that we should all check out? Okay. I totally have an answer for this. Um, I am going to be guesting on a brand new podcast, like as a first guest um, in like two weeks. So this podcast isn't even out yet, but 
just yeah. knowing the people that make it, I think that it deserves like a shout out and a listen to it. So um, Matthew Bish- uh, Bischoff and uh, Sydney Anderson are starting a new show called Absolutely Crushed. And it's like they have on guests that talk about celebrity crushes or uh, a crush that you have. It could even be like a cartoon character, like anything or like a crush that could be like romantic or a friend or whatever. But they are starting this show. I think it's a really fun concept to talk about. Uh, it, it, it like, you know, tickles the, um, the pop culture ideas. It, it, it relates to friends. It, it sparks a cool conversation. It's hosted by two very cool people. So I think that that is, uh, something definitely to look out for. And so it, it's normal people yeah. and their crush on some celebrity or cartoon or something like, you know, something else. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's a cool idea. Yeah, it is a cool idea, right? (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. so you get to go on and talk about your celebrity crush that you'll never meet and they'll never know who you are. It's awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. All right. Number three, Uh, you are on the first human mission to Mars. You are only allowed to take one thing to read, listen to, watch during the trip and while you're there. Now, it can be the collection of the thing. So for instance, and I may be giving it away, right? Your thing could be the office, the entire you know, um, season, not season, um, the entire series of the office. Right. So it can be the whole thing. What's the one thing that you're taking? I think it kind of has to be the office. I don't know if I could live without the office, but, but the thing you could have said is like, Oh, I've watched the office too much. So I'm going to switch to this other thing. But I understand like if it's the office, go with it. Yeah. I could have, but like, then I think I'll be making a terrible mistake. I'm going to be on Mars like two months in and I've already watched all of Shit's Creek like 500 times. I'm going to be like, I just missed the office. Yeah, it's. It, I think it has to be the office. I mean, that, that's absolutely valid. That's absolutely valid. <laughs> the office is my celebrity crush. <laughs> <laughs> the office is my celebrity crush. Okay, so number four. What is one of the top four episodes, right? The top four, not like, you know, in the show. Like the show top four. Oh, yeah, I'm What's like, have you heard my episodes list? It's never four. <laughs> where, where you and Marco actually got heated at each other because you either disagreed or were at odds about something like what's one of the episodes where it was like or one of the topics that was really contentious oh okay this that might take me a second i gotta look at my in my overcast list of like all the episodes hmm gosh what did we argue the most about i mean we kind of argued a little bit about woodland creatures, which was kind of funny. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a very... Squirrels. Um, I think uh, probably the Weezer songs. Uh, I don't know if we argued as much, but we found them absolutely outrageous. The worst Weezer singles. Nice. That nice. was really fun. Um, gosh, what did we argue about? I mean, I remember arguing. We certainly argue. <laughs> yeah, that's a given. But it's like, I mean, it's friendly, on. like, banter arguing. It's not like, I'm leaving you arguing. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. I mean, understood. <laughs> right, like, understood. Um, I'm scrolling through, and I really can't pick them out too badly. Okay, so so it's either Woodland Creatures or Weezer. Okay. I did not expect Woodland Creatures. Maybe TV couples. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't, maybe Woodland Creatures. I'm just going to say woodland creatures because that was one of our more nice. stupid topics. Nice. 
All right, you get a bonus fifth topic, okay. right, or fifth question. Good. And the reason why you get a bonus fifth question is because I remembered it halfway through the third question, Great. and I really want to bring it in. I heard a little birdie say on a podcast at some point that because you're running out of episodes of The Office, that somehow I manage is going to wind down. And my question for you is, will that be replaced by something? So it is projected that somehow I manage will probably end around the fall of this year. Uh, we'll be through all the episodes because right now we're in the middle of season not, uh, sorry, we're in the middle of season eight and it goes to season nine. So, you know, barring a few breaks here and there, that's about when it's going to end. I think for a little while, I'm going to take a nice little um, hiatus from okay. doing a weekly okay. show because it is a lot of work, especially when, you know, you're doing all the editing and all the soundbite dropping. I could see myself getting encouraged to do another series, nice. but I don't know if I would do something as long as The Office, maybe something a little bit shorter. Uh, that makes um, sense. That makes yeah, sense. because it's it's a full-blown commitment. and And like adding adding like nine seasons of something because a lot of stuff runs for a really long time. And The mm -hmm. Office has like that unique balance of the episodes are funny and they're lighthearted, but yet they're interesting and in-depth enough that yeah, you have yeah. something to talk about. Yes. A lot of shows, when you think about like talking about an episode per episode, it doesn't have a ton to talk about besides like, wow, I really yeah. like this, you know, and there has to be more there to it. So mm -hmm. it, it's difficult to find the proper balance. I mean maybe Parks and Rec. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say Parks and Rec because <laughs> I love Parks and Rec. <laughs> I also love Parks and Rec. Okay, wonderful. Um, all right. So, Tiff, thank you for being on the show. If people want to find out more about you, where would you point them to? Uh, mostly my Instagram account is where I'm most active. I'm kind of slowing down on Twitter these days like most people are. I do have a website if people want links to like everything, which is just tiffanyarment.com. Uh, or tiffarment.com. I'm pretty sure they both go to the same place. But yeah, mostly Instagram, unfortunately, even though I hate Facebook. But I mean, <laughs> what you going to do? It's where things are. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not on Facebook, though. <laughs> Just want to be clear. You can definitely, you, you cannot find me on Facebook. Every time I think about Instagram, I go, yeah, but meta. And I just, it, it doesn't do it for mm -hmm. me. So uh, I'm with you. Hang in there. Hang, stay strong. Stay strong. I will. Thank you all for listening to the show. If you all want to find out more about talking to the internet, you can find us on Twitter at, at TTTI podcast or at talking to the internet.com. Uh, I want to thank Tiff again for being on the show. I really enjoy the conversation um, to all those out there that listen. Thanks for coming and thanks for learning with us. We appreciate it. I almost don't want to leave. <laughs> I kind of want to keep talking. <laughs>